Gone are the rains of April. Gone the cruel cold. Old man winter has departed. Stories have been told. It's another May Day come again. Goodbye to the rains of April. Another May Day come again, and we dance around the Maypole. Welcome in the wanderlust spring and the oncoming summer, the festival of Beltane and the nectar of the lovers. It's the holiday of pagans and the holiday of labor. We marry meat in the mountains. For the end of the world. No. <laughs> Not just yet. This is your community spirit. Show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirits. And that was, that was Casey Neal with Mayday. Uh, that, that song is a little ironic because it talks about the rains of April being gone, and here in southern Illinois, the rains of April are still here to stay for at least today. Alright, so my name is Tree Song, and we have another guest with us here through the phone coming at us from his distant location. Are you still with us there, Or? I think so. <laughs> oh, good. I'm a little bit with it. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually sitting. I'm actually sitting in my truck while they, um, one of my workers is digging a hole and filling up the trailer with dirt right behind me, hmm. for, a, for a pole mount solar system. So. Yeah. Oh, so even yeah. on a rainy day like this, you're still trying to make the sunshine. Well, where I'm located, it was it rained last night. I'm up in Mattoon. 
Okay, you're, you're escaping the rain then. It's, it's really only a light rain this morning, at least while I've been out. But it's, it's definitely feels like the cold April rains. Oh, we got like a tremendous rain yesterday. And when I was at the electric supply store, they said their truck got blown off the road along with a bunch of uh, power lines fell over and blocked the road because of such bad winds up in Arthur, Illinois. Oh, wow, yeah. So, and that was... But I actually wanted to ask you a few questions about your upcoming book. Oh, okay. I know it's the last thing on our on our list of happenings, but um, you're releasing it on May 8th, which is a significant... Um, date for Southern Illinois. Yeah. Why are you releasing your book on that date? Yeah, I chose I chose May 8th because it's the anniversary of the May 8th storm, or also known as the Inland Hurricane, or I don't think it's correctly called a derecho, but some people call it a derecho for insurance purposes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the anniversary of the giant storm that came through the region, Southern Illinois, Southeast Missouri, this whole area, back on May 8th, 2009. And I, you know, there's, you can't tie any one storm concretely, definitely to climate change. But I like the analogy that it's like if you give a baseball player steroids, then you can't tie any one home run to their steroids. But if they hit a couple hundred home runs in a season, there's probably a connection there. So yeah, it's in honor of the, well, I don't know if honor is the right word, in commemoration of the May 8th storm <laughs> back in 2009. And the novel itself does include uh, at least one strong reference to the May 8th storm. Oh, okay. So what is the novel about? Yeah, the novel is called Change. It's an urban fantasy novel about climate change. It, oh, okay. Yeah, it features an activist, an environmental activist from southern Illinois, who gets caught up in this uh, these secret conspiracies of people trying to change the world for good ways and bad. Huh. So there's people who are trying to stop the fact that people are learning that climate change is happening, and then people who are trying to get the information out. Yeah. And that's that's what your book is about. Yeah, that's what the book's about. So the book itself is sort of a... A part of what it's about, you know, it's <laughs> it, in the book. There are people trying to get the word out about climate change, and the book itself is also a form of getting the word out on climate change. Because the book is fictional, but the problem is real. There you go. So let's fictionalize a bunch of real problems to make it <laughs> more interesting, right? Yeah. So, so um, I guess at the end of the show, we'll talk more about how to get your books. Yeah. I guess let's talk about some bad things, huh? Yeah. Um, ExxonMobil's tar sands pipeline leaks again. Cruise, uh, ExxonMobil's 1940s era Pegasus pipeline has been shut down since it ruptured more than a month ago in the Arkansas town of Mayflower, spilling tar sand oil and making a big mess. But the company is legendary when it comes to spilling oil. And it wasn't going to let a little pipeline shut down hold back its oil spilling ways. The very same pipeline that blackened Mayflower has now leaked oil into a yard in Kill Plants in Dunfin, Missouri, some 170 miles northeast of Mayflower. From KSVS Channel 12, my grandfather noticed an oil spill was in the yard on Friday, April 26th. And it got bigger, so we were concerned that it was going to get into the well water. 
because, well, we use well water to drink, said Lori Arbu. So, it's yeah. getting closer. It's we getting closer. About, <laughs> we're always, people were thinking, oh, the oil's, you know, still happening other places. Now it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, and that one actually caught my eye because it was reported on by KFVS 12, uh, which, you know, also broadcasts here in the Carbondale area. So, you know, I've, I've heard stories from them before, so it's close enough that we're hearing about it on the local news. There you go. And that does show dedication on Exxon's part to, uh, <laughs> to keep doing oil spills even when the pipeline is shut down. I mean, that takes a certain level of dedication to oil spills. <laughs> well, I mean, when they get busted, it's, a, it's not a big deal. I mean, they did the Exxon Valdez oil spill back in 89, and they had a lawsuit against them, and I understand they still haven't paid for it. Yeah. I'm going to keep bringing that one up. and Until they pay. The last oil spill, they did a good job of, um, according to the pictures I've seen, of mopping it up with paper towels and just putting it in a pond. Yeah. <laughs> Their advanced high-tech oil cleanup technology. <laughs> Soak it up with paper towel and put it in a nearby pond. So, and the thing is, is people are constantly fighting. Um, I don't know if fighting is the right word. People are constantly informing others about all this but the thing is is as long as we're driving vehicles we are part of the problem i mean i hate to say that but yeah we are creating demands and it, it's not even just the driving vehicles you know i people sometimes think of me you know i don't own a vehicle so people think oh you know he's not having an environmental impact but i buy these foods that come from thousands of miles away and i use plastics and you know all these fossil fuel based technologies we're all participating in so I feel that gives us all a responsibility to do something about the problem. Well, I, I like what's happening in our community included, the local movement. I mean, we now have um, three farmer's markets are happening this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the Friday night fair tonight. There's the regular farmer's market tomorrow and the community farmer's market tomorrow. So, yeah. so things are happening and focusing more and more on local, which keeps the money and keeps um, everything in our community, right? Yep. Everything except the oil, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, let's see. In some other news, Atlantic coastal waters are the hottest since measurements began. Would you like some broiled flounder with your serving of climate apocalypse? Well, you're going to have to boil it yourself because record-breaking temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean are driving the fish away from the fast-heating waters towards more hospitable depths and latitudes. Well, it sounds like, you know, the ocean may actually boil it for you, but you're going to have to catch it yourself. <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean surface temperature from Maine to North Carolina broke records last year, reaching an average of 57.2 degrees Fahrenheit, nearly three degrees warmer than the average of the past 30 years. Now, that caught my eye both because, um, you know, all, sort of all warming-related stories catch my eye since we're in the midst of a climate crisis, but it points out the fact that a lot of people don't think about ocean warming. They think about atmospheric warming because we're sort of land-based creatures who live in the atmosphere. But a lot of the warming caused by climate change is actually taking place in the oceans. And the ocean is the biggest part. I mean, if it's if we're warming the ocean, that means we're affecting everything. So. Yeah. 
I mean, if you think about it, what's in winter, what's one of our technologies for warming ourselves in our houses? Radiators. These big containers full of water that radiate heat. Well, if the oceans keep warming up, they're going to keep radiating more heat, and climate is going to just keep getting warmer and warmer and more unstable in hard-to-predict ways. Fracking, fracking threatens to escalate the West's water wars. This is an interesting story because the fact that in a lot of areas we're running out of water and fracking takes a lot, a lot of water. A new report from the nonprofit Cirrus, which actually maintains a neutral position on fracking in general, reveals that nearly half of the country's fracking wells are located in water-stressed regions. And so that's an issue. Between January 2011 and September 2012, the 25,450 wells used 65.8 billion gallons of water, or the amount 2.5 million Americans use every year. So it's just... Water is more and more becoming an issue, and if we're going to, you know, utilize water for getting um, getting gas out of the ground, that is not sustainable. There, how about that word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one concern I have about fracking coming to Southern Illinois. Is you know we we're pretty lucky in Southern Illinois. We have a decent supply of fresh water here for people to drink, but. Uh, if you start using millions or even billions of gallons of that for fracking fluids and then you don't put that back because it's, it's polluted, then what are people going to drink? People will run out of water. All I, right, let's have some fun. Yeah, we've, we've talked about some of the problems. Let's have some fun now. <laughs> it's just fun. All right, let's get rid of the car. Let's use a bicycle. How about a bicycle party? A new way to take back the street. Party. I was, I was actually, this, this particular thing they're talking about is in Baltimore. Hmm. I was just recently, um, reading an article about a company out in California who, um, they do, they, they manufacture the party bikes. Hmm. So these are like bicycles that have a complete sound system on it that you pedal to your party. And then when you get there, you put, prop them up. And you pedal to make the electricity to power the party. <laughs> so, um, this particular article, um, as with all great parties, I heard Friday night's bike fiesta before I found it. I suddenly caught Whitney Houston's, I want to know what love is, blasting from a nearby park. And then up a hill, a little further, I saw 20, 30, yes, 40 something couples in retro tux and chevron and satin gowns with flowers in their lapels and massages on their wrists, posing for pictures next to decorated bicycles. There were even women with tiaras on top of their helmets. One friend managed to dangle a sparkling disco ball off the front of her handlebars. It's like close to a thousand people in all. That's a party. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> of course, not everybody was dressed to the nines, but most, you know, were for this party, you know. It's called Bike Party Prom Edition. So. <laughs> bike Party Prom Edition. I want to know what love is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. You know, it's, uh, you know, people are often enthusiastic about bike riding, but it seems like they'll be even more so if they think of it as a party, as a celebration, you know. And it's good to have a bike culture that encourages that. 
And I mean, in the, in the case of this, you know, they let the police know what the route's going to be, and then they, you know, put a bunch of sound, and everybody gets all dressed up, and they bike around town as a party. And then, of course, you know, the after party, they end up going to a bar. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the party, and then the after party. So <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. All right. Let's see another news. Uh, Want to be sure to mention this one. Watch a solar plane fly across America. The all-solar plane Solar Impulse has already successfully flown from, flown from Switzerland to Belgium. Now it's trekking across the U.S., and you can watch its progress with live video feed of the cockpit and mission control. You can also track it with a live map available online. And that's uh, Solar Impulse. Uh, let's see, solarimpulse.com. I really like that story because it demonstrates the range of solar. You know, like it, it demonstrates that solar can power uh, a little plane flying yeah, across I mean, the country. It's a completely off-the-grid plane. I mean, it's, you know, flying around the world. So. Yeah. And I was glad to hear about this because I'd seen a photo of it in passing, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, solar plane. But the idea of having this live feed so you can watch the plane as it flies, that's really fun. <laughs> so, it's already May. May? Um, what do you call it? Yesterday, it was it was like 80 degrees where I'm located. But my friend posted a picture online of where he's located in Menominee. <laughs> they got six to eight inches of snow yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I and saw. Wisconsin. Yeah, I saw that. It wasn't that particular town, but I saw like a you know a lot of snow from up north. It's kind of crazy. 80 degrees here, and you know below freezing there. Well, the the issue. Wisconsin normally can handle snow. I mean, they're used to snow. Yeah. The thing is, it's spring now, so the issue wasn't that they got a bunch of snow. The issue was everybody had taken their snow plows off their trucks already. Oh, yeah. And so everybody was actually snowed in <laughs> for the first time. So Wisconsin, it was like a state of emergency. Yeah. Normally when people wake up in the morning in Wisconsin, the roads are all plowed and stuff. And my friend had to go to work at noon. And he was, he had to like, even with his, you know, big truck and all that, he was barely able to get out and get to work. So yeah. he was just like, <laughs> and that's unusual in Wisconsin. So Yeah. You know, it's strange weather going on when people in Wisconsin are caught unprepared for the snow. <laughs> They're usually prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so today is Friday, May 3rd, and today is Childhood Depression Awareness Day. It's also Garden Meditation Day. And I think those two kind of go hand in hand. If you can learn to do some meditation, it definitely helps focus. So. Yeah. Um, it's also Paranormal Day hmm. and Lumpy Rut Day. What? Why would you have a day for a lumpy rug? <laughs> Maybe it's a day to fix the lumpy rug. <laughs> it's just like, It's yeah. also National Teacher Day. So. Yeah. Well, I celebrated Paranormal Day early last night by watching a scary ghost movie. <laughs> on purpose? Oh, uh, yeah, on purpose. I like I like scary movies. I mean, you knew it was Paranormal. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know it was Paranormal Day, actually. I found that out this morning, and I'm like, oh, look at that. I celebrated <laughs> early. Yep. And hopefully every day people celebrate Teacher's Day. There are a lot of wonderful teachers out there, and they are often underappreciated. Today is UN World Press Freedom Day. So... Let's, <laughs> let's try to celebrate that every day. 
Yeah, well, we try to celebrate here every Friday. We're kind of members of the press here. We we mostly just regurgitate other people's press stories, but we try to spread the information, and we're glad to be free to do so. Yeah. So, yeah, coming up on Saturday is Great American Grump Out Day. Uh, it's International Respect for Chickens Day. <laughs> you say that with a big question mark. Uh, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I guess we respect chickens, you know. Uh, I don't know why there's a particular day for it. So. Let's see. Uh, it's Star Wars Day. Sunday is Cartoonist Day, Cinco de Mayo, National Day of Prayer, and National Day of Reason. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll bet those are set up in, in contrast to each other, we'll say. <laughs> All right, let's see. We also have, coming up, uh, (laughs) (laughs) National Nurses Day, coming up on Monday. I wasn't laughing about that. I was laughing about it's no pants day and no homework day and no diet day. (laughs) Basically, you're going to sit at home with no pants on, eating a bunch of food, not doing your homework. (laughs) Yeah. And then when you overeat, you got to call a nurse to help treat you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Sounds like that an was... exciting way to start off finals week for all the students out there. <laughs> oh, I see where probably all this comes from. It's the birthday of Sigmund Freud, so... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he invented No Pants Day. Also coming up, we have uh, Free Comic Book Day and uh, the Letter Carrier's Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive and National Babysitter's Day, National Homebrew Day, and Spring... Astronomy Day and World Fair Trade Day. Wednesday is Mother's Day, No Socks Day, and Stay Up All Night. Mm-hmm. I, at least I didn't say Stay Up All Night Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I also celebrated Stay Up All Nights early. <laughs> I was staying up all night working on that now. All right. All right, let's. Talk about some happenings. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, Friday Night Fair. We already alluded to this one earlier, but it's it's getting started again. It's Fridays during the summer, starting today, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Town Square in Carbondale. This free, family-friendly event includes a food court, local artists, vendors selling handcrafted products, farmer's market, and more. So it's also the music today is going to be the Swamp Tigers. They've got different music each time. And they always have a lot of kids' events. It's a very family-friendly. And it happens rain or shine because it's at the pavilion where they have, you know, a lot of indoor space. Yeah, and tents, too. Yep. So for more information and to see the Friday Night Fair band lineup, visit CarbondaleMainStreet.com. Tonight? Rice and Spice, the International Slow Food Dinner. We're getting ready to wrap up the season. Um, tonight will be a special dinner. And the real special Rice and Spice Dinner will be next week, which will be the best of Rice and Spice. Hmm. If you are a cook and like to cook, it'll be potluck style. And so everybody can bring some food and showcase their type of food culture. Yes. So <laughs> we have a lot of the past rice and spice cooks are going to bring some food and we'll share it all next Friday. So, yes. But, yeah, you know what a, it's a slow food dinner where people, you know, eat and take your time eating and socializing instead of just 
you know, scarfing and going. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, yeah, sounds like a good time. I'm especially looking forward to rice, best of rice and spice. It's always good to see the different, all the different takes on rice and spice. Also coming up tonight, we have open mic nights. Uh, it happens every Friday at 7 p.m. at Guy House. They have poets, musicians, storytellers, dancers, just about everything. It uh, depends on what happens. depends on who shows up. And you could be there in the audience or as a performer. It's at Guy House, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. So it is spring. Farmer's markets are happening. We mentioned the Friday Night Fair Farmer's Market. Carbondale Farmer's Market Saturday, 8 till noon in the Westtown Mall parking lot. And then there's also a new farmer's market starting up, the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market. Their first farmer's market will be tomorrow from 9 until 1 at the Carbondale Community High School. And so um, tonight, farmer's market. Tomorrow, two farmer's markets. <laughs> Good time celebrating the weekend with farmer's market. Coming up on Saturday, we have World Labyrinth Day. Uh, Saturday is World Labyrinth Day, day designated to bring people from all over the world together to walk labyrinths. Here in Carbondale, there's going to be an event at the Labyrinth Peace Garden on tomorrow, May 4th, at 1 p.m. People are going to be walking the labyrinth together. You can also learn about the history of the local labyrinth and other labyrinths. Uh, 1 p.m. at the Labyrinth Peace Garden, which is just north of Guy House at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. What is a labyrinth? Well, labyrinth, it's a path on the ground. It's not actually a maze. A maze is one of the ones that you can get lost in. A labyrinth just has one path that goes to the center, but it winds around, and it's an opportunity to meditate, to think about a problem, to, to pray, or just to listen and be quiet and peaceful, or to get your daily exercise. People use it in a lot of ways. So if you want more information about the Labyrinth Peace Garden, it's ourguyhouse.org slash labyrinth. Yes. So, Saturday, for kids' sake, art auction. Saturday, May 4th, 5.30 to 8 p.m. at the Long Branch Coffee House. For kids' sake, art auction benefits orphans and school children in Bangladesh. The show run, ran from April 2nd to May 4th. The closing reception, again, is Saturday, May 4th, 5.30 to 8 p.m., and this is art by children from Southern Illinois and Bangladesh, and it's all been uniquely framed and available for auction. Of course, there's all kinds of gift baskets and raffles, too. The closing thing. All right. Yeah, and that's really good art. It's a really good program, too. 